0: The most action packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want to double your downloads using ASO? Check out appmastersacademy.com to discover our exact ASO strategies to grow your downloads. That's appmastersacademy.com. Want to advertise through Snapchat influencers at scale? Check out fanbytes.com and see why brands like Universal and Sony Music use them to market on Snapchat. Learn more at fanbytes.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of appmasters.com. You know, the broadcast, the blog, the YouTube channel that you go when you want action-packed content in the app business. Because what I've made a living on is really talking to some really awesome people and getting action, action-packed action content that we can all use. And I have personally used to grow my business. And today I've got someone who has achieved the milestone, a tremendous milestone of reaching $1 million a month in recurring revenues. I wanted to bring him on to talk about how he did it about all the learnings that he's gone through, and how he's been crushing it from an ASO standpoint as well. So let me introduce the guest. His name is Hector Lopez. He is the CEO and co-founder of an app called InstaSize. You can check it out, InstaSize.com, or just search for InstaSize on Google Play, App Store, on all the App Stores out there. Hector, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Hector, tell us a little bit. Pretend like we're high school enemies back to me a little bit like tell me what you've been able to accomplish
1: uh so yeah so um basically been the ceo in instasize and co-founded it along with uh eddie de Vroom and uh omar ramula back in 2012 it was our first hit i mean our first attempt at apps and uh i guess we hit it off the, with the first one and did well so um yeah it's been in since 2012 and have iterated on instasize over and over and learned a lot and has become from a one function app of just resizing a photo to fit on your Instagram and your Facebook fo- and your Facebook avatar to becoming a full fledged photo and video editor now.
0: Yeah. So I guess you guys first started as something just, hey, it would be cool for Instagram, like do it that way. And then you guys kind of just kept working on it and shifting. And then in 2017, you guys launched the subscription service.
1: Yeah. So literally like how we whole started this whole thing really quick. Like we were all going to school. Um, Eddie was going for business, and I'm like, hey, man, what what are you going to do with business? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I want to have my own business. I'm like, you're going to school so you can have your own business? Like, does it, why don't you just try to make a business and see if you do it? And so got to him, and then we started trying to make businesses. And then I was reading about people making crazy money on apps, and I'm like, this is back in 2012. I'm like, that's crazy. People are just making like $80,000 a month in apps. I was like, wow. So then we're talking, and I'm like, Eddie, what's the problem with uh, – with photos right now he's, he's like what I'm like you can't fit your whole photo onto instagram or onto your facebook avatar because it's just they're squares and they cut off the face or your legs and it looks weird so you have to like you can't do it because all our photos all our phones are rectangles and they're taking rectangle images right so i'm like let's just put a like a rectangle on a square on a white square and upload that he's like well, that, that, that sounds cool like what do we call it and i'm like let's call it insta size We're instantly resizing right then. And then he's like, wow. Okay. So that that literally like happened a conversation like in the while we're talking to each other. Literally just hit. And so we just like we found some guy on Elance, paid him 600 bucks to make the first version. Wow. And we put it up on the app store. And then from then we just kept growing. People just took off. Because you were solving a real need. Like I have this need. And the reason and how we figured that out was we had this we had this problem that we thought was a problem. We then verified it with Twitter. We would search Twitter and we would search Instagram crop or like hate crop on Instagram or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You would see you would just ref- have to refresh this this query because so many people were constantly complaining about it. So we already found the audience. We found we knew the solution and we had we had the problem already figured out. So what we did was we made the app pushed it on the app store. We would create fake Twitter accounts and constantly blast everyone who was complaining. And tell them here's a link to download. Here's a link to fix this problem. Wow. Over and over and over. Like all days at night. Like we would be up at three in the morning and just writing people, hey, download the app, download the app, download the app. And we would get blocked by Twitter, and we would just create a new account and do it again and do it over and over until finally people would finally tell each other, and we would no longer have to do this ourselves. Wow. So we kind of like a manual version until it finally scaled by people telling each other. And now people tell each other all the time. You just go on Twitter. People will be like, hey, what's the best photo editor? And they say, oh, Instasize. However, how do you find these filters? Instasize, right? So yeah, that's basically how we got it going. When did you know that it would be a
0: legitimate business?
1: Um, so we were actually working at our at our jobs when we released it. And um, we were – this is back when we were doing an ad-based model. So for us, more users, more money. That's what it basically boiled down to. So we were working, and then we didn't take the plunge until we were making $20,000 a month in revenue for, for at least us, the founders, to be able to say, okay, we can – we can leave our jobs and, and do this. So, um,
0: how long did that take?
1: That probably took, uh, didn't take very long. I would say around six, seven months.
0: Oh, wow, Okay. That's pretty yeah. good, dude.
1: Yeah. Cause it was, we, we ramped up, like we started going crazy, growing crazy fast. So people like, and it was natural for us. We, we put ads. So we automatically started making revenue. So I'm like, okay, we, we can figure this out. So, Yeah, once we we once we were able to like make revenue and pay ourselves, and we said, okay, let's let's try to go full force on this. And you could share
0: whatever you want with this, Hector. But like, how much were you kind of taking home for you guys? And then how much were you like, all right, we got to put this back into the business? Because like like personally, I always feel like you know, like maybe I'm taking too much out of the business, and maybe I should be reinvesting a lot (laughs) of this. So I don't know how you guys figure that out.
1: So yeah, when we first started, like we were coming from like just we were all obviously like still in school like and uh we were working like uh call center jobs and just trying to like you know get by as students right right so uh for us if we were if we were just making like a couple thousand each a month it was no big deal and that was that was no cost and we would just pay a contractor basically to work who eventually has become our head of uh engineering so we we found another uh contractor no, no. Omar's our COO. He handles oh, yeah. operations. But our head of uh, engineering was actually a contractor that we had found years ago, after going through a bunch of bad contractors. That's a thing you should like. You will understand as time goes on how to how to cut through the BS of people who are trying to take advantage of people who don't understand technical like technical aspects of uh, projects. Yeah. Once you find someone that's at least maybe good-hearted or like uh, honest with what they're doing, we found one finally, and then since then he's been amazing and been able to help us grow our company, uh, with, uh, more technical people around him and help us, uh, build up the team basically. So that's been good. And
0: yeah, I want, I want to ask this and I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but because I think it's useful for the audience to hear the progression that you guys went right. Like, Hey, launch this, just have this initial idea. So if you had to like put it all in a, like an infographic of InstaSize and how you went from like step-by-step in terms of, okay, ad revenue to then did this, to this, like the different milestones. Can you do that
1: for me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So started, we launched in 2012. We had that whole, uh, whole like onboarding thing where we try to get as many people to tell about it, tell it to using Twitter. And then we eventually said, okay, we can pull ourselves away from this because it's doing it by itself. So once you figured that out, got it going, we were running through ads and, uh, Running with uh, making money with ads. So we were automatically making money day one. Like I remember the first day we launched, like that the the week of Thanksgiving in 2012. And I remember looking on Black Friday, um, we were we made seven dollars that day, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is working! Like it's cool. And yeah. <laughs> we were we were like we were like making estimates of like, oh, if we make a hundred bucks a month, we'll make two thousand dollars a a year, or like whatever, you know, just like okay, we got this. So uh, so we we basically did that increased users like we never spent any money on marketing any money on acquisition like this is all because of what we did on twitter and people finding out that way and people seeing us grow, going up on the charts and downloading because we're up to, on the top of the charts and we were solving the problem that people cared about so we were doing that and as we were growing we were like we need to diversify ourselves in case instagram ever decides to do this right mm. we can't just we can't just rely on this one function and say that's it we're good and if it falls it falls because we want to stay up here as high as we can and for as long as we can so we started invest, uh, investing into filters and understanding how filters are actually created and investing into, well, um, why do we have so many apps that do all these single-function things? Like there's a collage app, there's a filters app, there's a cropping app. Why can't we just be that all-in-one toolkit for someone to use and have filters in here that are just as good as the ones that on the single app, have collage in here that's just as good as the one on the single app? That way, as a user, I can just have one app that works for everything and not have to worry about downloading different apps and having to... Uh, distribute that size of like here's one app for 100 megabytes here's another app for 100 megabytes and just have one app that does everything so we did that over time as well and over and basically we're on the subscription i mean i'm sorry on this ad model for this whole time because we kept growing in user base and we probably around um august 2015 right before instagram decided to come in with their uh their cropping tool which by the way doesn't do exactly what ours still does Mm -hmm. but because it still crops a bit but um Right before then, our our height of users was thirty million monthly active. Wow, dude! So right before, right after that, Instagram comes in resizing tool. We we knew that this was we knew that there was a, a set of users that just cared about resizing because that's all they did. They didn't care about uh more advanced features like adjustments or filters or collage. So from then um to if we continue, we were we we're still doing uh, ad based model. So we would lose, we would lose revenue because less people would come to the app and we ended up, um, to right around, probably like around 20 million monthly active. Wow. So like there was, it was a hit, right? But, um, for us, we just like, okay, that's understandable. We, we, we understood this years ago that this was, this was the inevitable that it was going to eventually happen. And so, um, as we're trying to basically understand and base and try to figure out, well, who are we? We're not just some photo editor. We're not just an, a, another photo editor in the app because that's everyone, right? Like everyone can be a photo editor. So for us, we started looking into the into the space and seeing, well, what, what are people doing? Where's money going? That's what basically we're looking at. And we, we saw that there was, there was a rise of like the influencer, the person who's making money on Instagram, the person who's making money on social media, right? Without actually having a product like people, affiliate marketing was really big. And Selling themselves through images, right? That's that's a really big thing. Like right now, you look on Instagram stories, people are saying, "Hey, check out this handbag that I found." Swipe up to go get it, and they're really making money through the affiliate link because they get a percentage off that off every bag that everything that they sell through that website. So, for us, we're saying, okay, these people have a financial incentive to make money. They're they're they they need tools to be able to stand out on Instagram and say, "Hey, look at my uh, Instagram story. Look at my post." So we said let's align ourselves with these people and build tools for these people because these people will want to stick around and will want to pay us for this, for our, for our efforts. So we were up because we, we, we knew the, 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 the monthly active user game was going to be difficult if it was all ad based because we had to move up back, back to 30. And if we wanted to increase our revenues, we either had to optimize how much we got paid for ads or figure out how to get a hundred million monthly active. So, and for us, we thought that was a very difficult game. So kind of like the 80-20 rule, like uh-huh. focus on the 20% that pay you versus the 80% that don't because that's how most people make their money if you look at most businesses, right? Like uh, Netflix, for example, right? Millions of people would use Netflix, but a very small subset of those people actually pay for Netflix and Netflix is still very, very profitable. Right. So things like that. Um, so. We, we, would, we were toy around with an idea of like buying in-apps and buying filters, but subscription was what really like made us think like this is something that people would be willing to pay for because we are bringing value to their lives and they're, they're going to see it through more conversions of Instagram stories, more likes on uh, their Instagram posts, more uh, engagement on their Facebook posts, so things like that. And we decided in June of 2017 to move from an ad-based model to a subscription model. And up to this point right now, we've removed all of our ads so we no longer have any ads and we've made more revenue as a company than we ever have before.
0: Yeah. That's amazing, man. Congratulations though, on that. Yeah, even
1: though we did have 30 million monthly active at one point, yeah. we have less now, but we're making more, way more money than we ever have.
0: Do you guys do anything to celebrate the, the 1 million
1: mark? Uh, We wrote a, an article. That's not <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> no, we 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 really have like, a much bigger goal as a as a company, mm-hmm. and uh, we're hoping to get there. We're we're doing a lot of stuff to get there, and we're constantly optimizing, constantly trying to listen to our users and see what what it is they want, and making sure that our value is there for the user. Because as of right now, the market is telling us, "Hey, we do see this valuable," and or we we have a growth of subscribers, so we're happy with that. But we're we're still far away from our, our real goal.
0: Dude, you're you're in your twenties, right? Still, yeah. Okay, yeah. What are you? Are you kidding me? If I was in my twenties, having accomplished all that, I would be just like celebrating. I was still partying. I wasn't even making that much money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations, yeah. man. That's really cool that you guys were done it. The what was the biggest? Like, was there any? negative impact or how do users react when you're like, hey, I'm go- we're going subscription. This is the only way you're going to be. And like. Talk to me, Like, do they get something for free within the app too?
1: So yeah, so every, every single tool that we have in the app or any feature that we have in the app, we always say we're going to have a base and a premium version. So Insta's yeah. premium is our uh, subscription product where, for example, you can test out filters. You, can have, you have 10 free filters that you can use and export with. You can try on all the filters, including the premium ones, but you can only export with the premium. You can only export the premium ones if you're a subscriber. So there is limitations within every function and every feature in the app, but you get you're able to get a taste of what it's like to be premium without having to commit. And that way, we can show you the value before you sign up. And it's a monthly, it's a month-to-month cost. So if you decide after three months, hey, this is not for me, you can cancel. So there's no there. We we toy around with the idea of a yearly subscription, but Um, we're not fully committed to it because there's people who like the flexibility of being month to month. And we see that across all kinds of subscriptions, like Apple music month to month, Netflix month to month. And people like that flexibility and are, are much more uh, accepting to say, Hey, I'll pay five bucks versus paying 20 bucks at once.
0: Yeah. How did you guys come up with that $5 monthly subscription? So
1: so that's part of the things of like being, uh, being able to understand that you're wrong and moving your ego aside. Like, before we'd always have these like arguments of like, no, I think this versus I think that versus I think this, and we never had a a true process of saying, well, okay, you were right versus you were right. And then now we whenever we have these this these, these disagreements or we feel that there's not enough uh, possibilities, we always resort to A B testing mm. our our each of our hypotheses. So so we say for example, I think it's I think 399 is going to make us the most money. I think 499 is going to make us the most money. I think 799 is going to make us make us the most money. So like you know what? Let's just test these points and see what happens, right? Let's see if this blue uh, button converts more than the green button. So like design has the design team has learned that as well. Like they know that things look better this way, but if they don't convert as well as the other way, we're going to go with the, we're going to go with the other way even though you think this looks better. So we've learned that as like a as like part of a culture that the data speaks and it's hard to go against it. No matter how much you think you're right, if the data does not go with what you're saying, we're gonna have to go with the data. And people have learned to like, to respect the data and say, okay, I, I have to basically gracefully bow bow down to what the data is telling me so, and it's it's helping because we're seeing conversion, we're seeing uh, changes that are happening that, oh, for, for example, our banner converts at 5%. But if we did this change, we're now at 15%. So why would I want to hurt that because I feel it doesn't look good, right? Yeah. So that's kind of how we're taking our approach to optimization when it comes to converting more people.
0: What did, uh, what are you guys using for A-B testing?
1: So right now we use a company called Aptimize. Okay. And yeah, uh, we've-
0: Fast guests on the podcast. I think I've interviewed them.
1: Yeah, we've d- we done really well with them. We, we like them. They're, they're really great people. And can uh, anybody give us insights into how our app is res- is responding to different changes that we make?
0: Do you remember an A/B test that had like a really big impact for you guys? Um, let me see the one that you'd be willing to share. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, we had we have a banner that shows up when people use like filters, for example. We uh, we changed the wording. We just all we did nothing. We didn't change the the colors. We didn't change anything. The buttons or anything. We just changed the wording. And we, we, that conversion, I think went up like 15% just for making a single change and something that we had never really thought of We're like, oh, let's try the banner. And we did. And there we go. Now we have a 15% increase of conversions on that. What, which banner? So if you go into filters and you can like click on a premium one, if you're a free subscriber any a uh-huh. free user, uh-huh. you'll see a banner at the top that shows up. And then it says like start free trial or something. We used to have a different message. And the message was, I guess, not res- not responding well with, with users. And I once see. we changed it, people would just gravitate towards it more easily. And we're and we're constantly doing that. So like maybe the version oh uh, I see it now might be different than what we're actually showing to everyone.
0: Nice, I like it. Yeah, it's just a little. Instead of saying like it's locked, you should say start free trial. Exclusive filters. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I'm taking a bunch of screenshots. <laughs> Hope you don't mind me doing this, but like what I, what I, why I'm doing this is because I'm so impressed by the way you guys have done UI and the way you guys think about subscription, because I love like little things. When I first open the app, it says, Hey, you want to start it, right? Like, you want to start your free trial and I can exit out of it. It's really easy to do that. And then in the settings, which I love too, is the fact that, okay, I'm obviously going to go to settings a lot, right? Like it's going to be a pretty viewed page. And it has Mm -hmm. the Instagram premium right at the very top, very like non-intrusive, just, Hey, here's what it is. Just as Mm -hmm. as a reminder, like, don't, you know, like get started and you get me into the flow. Like I can put in my information, but you, you want me to create a photo right away and start using the tools. And if there was no like, Hey, you know, put your full name. Cause only after I exit out of that, I was able to say, okay, put my full name and all that other junk that you might want from me. But like yeah. before, then you didn't even ask for it. Like, hey, go go create a photo and go edit a photo. Really like that.
1: Exactly, exactly, yeah. Because we want to make sure that like that's part of like a very important thing for people. Like, you, you get hit with these walls, and like people don't like that at all. Like a very a thing we just did recently was we used to have an onboarding like kind of thing that you see typically where you people show mm-hmm. an app an app starts for the first time and you have to swipe through the these first initial screens of what the app's about. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that's like a very common practice, and we did that right. We created that and had it in for a while, but then we started looking at the data and the data showed that we would lose, like say there's a hundred people who go into the app, right when they launch it and they all see this uh, this onboarding thing, you would lose about 20% of those people, but be- right after they, before they even hit the ability to, to make the first edit or, make the fir- or pick the first photo. That's so for us, it was like, we lost 20% of the users just because we have these three screens in the way. So let's, let's reevaluate that and try to see how many people we can get get to start editing a photo because the more people who edit a photo, more likely they are to subscribe, which would right. help us increase our subscription. So we totally ripped that back out. And now we're seeing that 20% moving to another step and moving even further down the app before possibly leaving or, or not wanting to use the app. So things like that are very important when you're trying to um, optimize and make sure that you make sure that your, your your goal of the app if your goal of the app is to write a tweet for twitter make sure you make that as simple as possible so that someone understands oh this was the purpose let me go back to this app again because i want to fulfill that purpose again
0: right I love that. I'm reading this book called Hacking Growth by a friend of mine, Morgan Brown, and then Sean Ellis, who came up with the growth hacker term, but they were talking about the North Star, like have a North Star metric that you're getting to. So for you guys, it's obviously edit a photo, right? That's Mm -hmm. the North Star, like, how do we get them to be the quickest thing? And I think you guys did a phenomenal job. Well, Hector, like before we continue on, I want to talk a little bit more about the growth side of things and ASO. You guys are killing it on the ASO side. I want to thank my sponsor. We've been talking a lot about A-B testing. Well, if you want a full-blown solution, kind of like what InstaSize has done for photo editing, and you want that for a little bit more of the marketing, automation, segmentation, personalization, go check out a brand new sponsor of the podcast called Clevertap. Clevertap.com. They offer analytics, powerful, real-time segmentation, multi-channel messaging, AB testing and personalization. All right. And one key thing that they help you do is figure out why people are uninstalling the app really key metric, right? You want to figure out why the North star, why they're not accomplishing that North star and what clever tap does is they'd send ghosts push notifications to see if people still have your app installed. And if they don't, well, if you grab their email address, they can automatically send an email message to the uninstalled user and be like, Hey, we'd love to have you back. Or, Hey, you know, we noticed that you haven't been using the app. Tell us why, What, what, what can we do to make it better? And you can ask those survey questions and there's a great case study. I don't know the exact metrics, but one of their clients decreased their uninstall rates just by automating this process and surveying their users to figure out why they ended up leaving. So you can fix it. Kind of like what Hector just figured out about having these little screens, onboarding screens and removing that friction. You can fix that friction that's causing them to not reach their North Star. So if you're ready to get started, go check them out. It is clevertap.com. Let them know you heard it on this very podcast so I can get a little love from them as well. But it is clevertap.com dot com all right hector so i want to move on to more of the growth side of things from the aso perspective you told me before we hit record that some pr articles that you got years before are still driving downloads for your app tell me a little bit about this
1: yeah so from if you think of like the seo side right like there are millions of websites millions of websites anyone can make a website very easily like wordpress has made that really easy like and people write content and they're always trying to compete for different terms and if you can you have these are basically millions and millions of opportunities because there's articles always being created every day and these articles are basically little roots if you will that give you ability to come back to your ad so an example is we have not there's just one small example is there's an article that I noticed on our iTunes Connect um, that was made 2013 so probably six months after we launched that still every week would get us like 50 60 downloads just because of that article that was made 2013 by somebody that decided to talk about us so just that's a small small window into like the impact that seo and aso make on your app marketing like people depending on how big they are you can get thousands and thousands of downloads millions of downloads from these sources. That's why ASO is such a big, like an important thing for us that when people are searching different terms that we are relevant to those terms and we are converting to, we are converting people and saying, Hey, we're the reason why you should be searching this.
0: Got it. How do you guys, so that, that PR article less controllable, right? Because they have to be SEO optimized and you guys have to be worthy of being pitched. But like, what are some things that you can control Hector, that allows you to grow? And get to a million monthly revenue the monthly recurring revenue number
1: um as far as uh as far as overall i think from an like a whole product idea is to make sure you are solving a problem like not because every everyone has a cool idea everyone all the time always has a cool idea like (laughs) i think i have cool ideas all the time but the issue is do people care? Like does someone care that you're that you have this cool app idea or this cool website? But um, if if it's not solving an actual problem, it's gonna be really difficult to make someone else think it's also cool. Because cool isn't what sells, it's I need this. I have this issue, I have a problem. I don't know where, where I read it from, but like they said that painkillers sell, not vitamins. Vitamins are a supplement, they make you feel better, they make you feel good, and they, they have this this like almost, uh, placebo effect that, oh yeah, I'm doing good for myself. That's why people don't, people take them because they want to, but people take painkillers because they have an issue, a problem that right now needs to be solved and they need to reach for that. So make sure that your product is that, is that issue, that problem, is that solving that issue, that problem that people need right this second.
0: Love it, man. What are some other things besides, okay, now we got a problem. I know you figured out what are some ASO tactics that have helped you guys grow?
1: Um, As so for us, we are always trying to make sure any possible uh, long tail or sh- uh, short keyword is something that we look at and make sure that there's if there's any possibility for growth. We're always constantly removing and switching out keywords within our our keyword list within our subtitle and our title to see okay, let's try to target these keywords, see how it goes, check the check check the data again, and be like okay. We didn't rank very high for this one. Let's remove it. Let's, we rank very high for this one. Let's keep it. And we're always trying to make sure we're on top of different geos. And we're very localized. And in the sense of localized, not photo is uh, what is photo in Russian. But how do people speak when it comes to Instagram? And how do people say photos and filters and and cropping and stuff like that? Because literal translations don't really go with people's cultures so mm-hmm. to really understand and localize for the people makes more sense so make sure you're always doing that and if you're not willing to to do that then uh, you're gonna have a tough time to competing in different markets
0: how do you I mean what do you guys use for that? Is it somebody you just pay and kind of like hey you know what how do they use this in Japanese or French and German? what do you guys how, what's your process look like for localization? So,
1: for localization and understanding keywords like that we reach out to to contractors and say hey like these first we vet them and say do you understand like do you understand social media do you understand instagram do you understand facebook are you are you a user of these things like do you in your day to day are you doing this stuff yourself and if they do then we can be like okay we can talk the same talk because when i say when i say a filter you know what i mean when i say uh you know a contrast adjustment you know what i mean so once we get that, these people give us insight into how these people how they speak in their native language and we're able to go from there and talk with our uh ASO team to understand that. So your, and, sorry, go ahead. And and, uh, and also for like things that are more within the app, like oh, we need to translate this banner for the to in Japanese and Chinese and Spanish, we have a, a service called localize where they 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 crowdsource um the the terms to to native speakers so that they can get uh, accurate translations and to not just Google Translate translations.
0: Cool. What what's the website for Localize?
1: Um, I think it's spelled L O K A L I S E. dot co. Okay. Local. Basically, an, an SDK you put in the app that you you say I want these strings to be translated, and then they'll be. Um, on their dashboard. Okay, these are the ones that are translating. And once they're ready, it'll just populate in the app. What?
0: That's insane, yeah. dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm telling you, everybody should do a podcast just to learn all this crap. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. That's really freaking cool. All right. That's a good one. I don't know to put that up. So it's localized. You're right. It's spell localized the UK way, but with the K. So just yeah. think UK, UK. It's all K. So you, you got that going. Love it. Okay, I'm going to link that up into the show notes as well. The... What's the second biggest market for you guys? Because I'm gonna assume US is the biggest. What's the second biggest? China. China. Okay. China
1: for sure. Yeah, and China just overall like is killing like crazy. Like they are really people
0: paying in China? That's insane. Yeah,
1: Seriously? like it's 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 our second biggest users in terms of just free users, and are also second biggest in terms of subscribers.
0: Wow. And what I love what you guys have done is this is why I asked is like the screenshots are all localized as well, and I could see. And I can't read Chinese, so I don't know what's (laughs) happening, but I could read certain other ones. And like in French, you went straight with the filters. Whereas, you know, Mm -hmm. US, it's a little bit more like, you know, I think we we're so used to filters that it's not like a a cool appealing thing anymore, but it's edit photos. You got make your photos stand out, which might be more key to the US side. And then in China and all these stuff, like it's all localized. It all looks different. Are you thinking about the color schemes too and what works well? In China because I see that they're a little bit different than the US
1: yeah so that's that's the thing that we had to look at like for example red is really popular in China like Mm -hmm. understanding that like that's why you could say that um, Instagram made that whole switch right that whole new gradient like if you had if you had understood China before that change you would you would see why they're going red like all the popular apps in China have have reds like photo editor's my two has always been red, and to to make that switch because red is is a is basically like our our blue in the U.S. like blue mm-hmm. is like a loyal calm uh sophisticated nut color for them it's the red.
0: I love that you didn't go away from it because a lot of people like I think would think well everybody's red let's go some some different color but you just mm-hmm. said hey everybody's red let's stick with it obviously there's a theme here
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you just, like I said, back to the data, right? You rather have that in your favor than try to go against the grain and hopefully you 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 beat out because it's going to be much harder climb.
0: Yeah, I love that. All right, last question for you from uh, Google Play. I know you guys are everywhere. Google Play and iOS. What what's a split look like? How are you guys focusing your efforts on both of these platforms?
1: Um, we are more heavy on iOS than google and the reason being is that there's there's just so much fragmentation on google play that it it makes it difficult to create features because you have to there's so many cases you have to consider and say okay well it doesn't work on this phone but it works on this phone and how many people use this phone versus that phone so like it's it's just a lot more (laughs) issues to to create features for and also there's a less spend happening on google play than on ios yeah
0: how are you guys so monetizing on Google Play? Is it still subscription?
1: Yeah, it's also subscription as well. Okay.
0: You haven't thought about ads? Because I heard like ads are the only way that people really, really make some big money on Google Play.
1: Yeah, so we, would, we used to do ads on Google Play. But um, it's always been, even with our ads and our user base back then when I told you, our distribution was always heavy on iOS compared to Google.
0: So from a development standpoint, for those listening as a founder, you're kind of like, hey, let's focus more of our energy on iOS than Google Play.
1: Yeah, especially just because of, like I said, like data is telling you that like people are spending more money on iOS and if there's more money being spent, it's much easier for you to grow a business and then uh, be able to help out on the other platform. Love it, man.
0: Anything we didn't cover? That answer uh, you there? No, I think we're good. Awesome. Well, before we hit the big finish, I do want to thank my last sponsor. It is FanBites.com. Here's how I sell FanBites. Look, if you're trying to target the 18 to the 24 year old, the youngins of the group that know how to floss, that know all about the hype dance, kind of like my son right now. Well, you want to check out Snapchat. And if you want to work with Snapchat influencers that are going to kill it for you rather than running Snapchat ads, then go check out FanBites.com. They've improved 8x improvement on apps that are running Snapchat ads versus Facebook ads and using Snapchat the Fanbytes influencers. They've got an amazing influencer network. And the key to them, what I love the most, is they understand how to talk to these millennials, how to talk to these people like Hector, who are young, hip, and know what's going on. They know what's going to really resonate with them. And then they have a secret ad sandwich formula that allows that where they work with the influencers to say, hey, I'm Steve Young. I'm an influencer. I'm going to show you about InstaSize. So in the next video, you're going to learn a little bit more about it. And they create that amazing video where it's used on the Instagram, the Snapchat influencers channel, and then they come back. So it's a pre-roll with the video that they create for you. And then the, the end roll where they come back and say, now, if you want to go check out Instacize, all you got to do is swipe up. So it's a really engaging content rather than an an ad where it just disrupts you. And you know, an ad's coming up, they pre-roll it. And they tell you a little bit about it before you watch the video. It's a great format and it's worked for them. And it's worked for so many of my clients that I sent their way that they're going to give you $500 off your first campaign. So all you got to do, if you want the $500 off is go to appmasters.com slash fanbites appmasters.com slash fanbites. And no matter how you spell fanbites, it will redirect to the right page. So Hector, man, that's tiring. <laughs> <laughs> This has been absolutely amazing, but let's go into the big finish. Give us one app besides InstaSize because we're going to go check it out, but give us another app that we should definitely check out.
1: Hmm. I would say other apps, definitely check out. I would say Headspace.
0: You've been meditating a lot? Uh,
1: I think it's a really important thing for people to do. And like, you're constantly trying to like, compete and and work and work and work that you just need a moment to be like hey let me chill out for a sec
0: yeah i love that man i try to do that all the time now what's one
1: thing that's working for you today one thing that's working for me is um lists i try to keep a list of everything that i find important i think of i'll think of something hey this should be interesting to look into i'll put it on my list and then whenever it comes up in my list or whenever i reorder my list and say this is priority i will then look into it Unless it's something that I need to do right now because it's imperative to anything else happening in the business, then yeah, I'll take over. But I usually resort to my list and say, okay, these are the things I find valuable because you'll, you'll forget. Keeping a mental note for everything is going to be hard, and you don't want to take up that, that, basically that bandwidth and say, I have to remember all these things. Instead, just resort to the list and then just go from there.
0: I love that. Are there different columns, like a Trello board where you go, okay, this is in the inbox for say, and this is like, okay, doing, and then this is like, I'm going to get done type of
1: thing? No, I usually just have uh, like which two, like personal and like work. If it's anything personal, like, hey, I need to make sure I talk to so-and-so about sprinklers, for example, right? Versus, oh, I need to make sure design team knows about this uh, flow, like, So that's basically how it's separated. But if it hits the list and it's at the top, that's the thing I'm focusing on until I'm able to say I'm done or I can move it down because it's not priority. Nice.
0: That's awesome. And you don't want too much headspace taking care of Exactly. (laughs) Getting grounded. Well, Hector, the website to the listeners out there is Instasize.com. The app is called Instasize. You can check it out on Google Play, on Apple, on anywhere else. But Apple is probably the best platform that's going to get the most value for anybody anyways. So go check it out. It is in size. Just search for it on your favorite app store. You're going to get, you're going to see how Hector has done an amazing hit and his team. Okay. Let's not forget those guys. Amazing job on just the design and just the flow, everything else, like things that I really love and would love to emulate as well. Hector, is there anywhere else you want to send the listeners?
1: Uh, no, just be sure to, if you're interested in creating better content for your Instagram or your Facebook, check out InstaSize and you get a free seven-day trial if you um, sign up for InstaSize Premium. Yeah, it's awesome. It's only $5 a
0: month, man. Really, really yeah. inexpensive. Hector, thank you so much. Congratulations on the success and thank you so much for coming on and sharing your your experience. Thanks, Steve. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you at the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content,
1: check out appmasters.co.